Welcome everyone. Welcome to the Matter of the Heart, where we bring you heartfelt, educational, and positive stories, all to elevate your spirit. I'm your host, Carol, and always uh, thank you so much for listening to the Matter of the Heart, and check out our website, www.thematteroftheheart.com. The topic of the show, Regression Therapy and Evolutionary Astrology, and the guest is Michael, Michael DeBaker, and Michael is a licensed regression therapist and evolutionary astrologer living in Spain with his private practice for over 30 years. Michael specializes in combining regression therapy with his, ther- with his psychotherapeutic work. He trains students to become able and skilled evolutionary astrologers at easchoolonline.com. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you for having me. I guess we're going to start with, um, because some of the listeners might not know what it is, regression therapy. What is regression? We always think of regression going back, and ther- therapy, is, of course, is therapeutic and healing. Yeah. But what is it for you, Michael? What does that mean? Because you use this in your practice, of course. Well, it's a way of, as you said, Carol, of going back to certain moments in this life or in past lives where something happened that we presume is the origin of some kind of problem, some kind of symptom that the person has. Now for this life, um, that would make sense to most people, of course, that when when something happened to you when you were three or four or eight and you might have forgotten about it, but it is still causing problems and and anxieties or or whatever the symptoms are. Um, And regression therapy covers many, many of those symptoms, not just um, psychological processes, uh, um, but also um, physical things, headaches, and many, many, many things. Um, So we go back we go back to that moment and we find out what happened there. And then we, when we go through it in a therapeutic way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the strange thing for many people is that certain problems may have their origin in past lives. And that is new to many people. How can that travel mm-hmm. to another person mm-hmm. if something happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can a person who, who, uh, in this life, uh, wakes up uh, in a cold sweat every every night at exactly ten minutes past four. Uh, yeah. What happened, you know? And then in in regression therapy, it turns out that he was hit on the head when he was supposed to be guarding a camp, and he didn't. He fell asleep, and and everyone died, you know, in the camp or something. S- stories like that. Mm. So, and, which is fascinating. Uh, so what you're saying is that the awareness of ourselves is not always in tuned with um, why a situation like a trauma occurs. It's been repressed. So you go back into the soul. Is is that what your uh, practice is? One of the aspects of your practice, Michael. 
yes, we go back and the, um, um, the, the, the event itself is not so much suppressed as it is fragmented. So at the moment of trauma, whether it is in this life or in a prior life, the, the, the mental and the emotional component and the uh, physical component of an experience gets split off. It gets, it fractalizes, it fragments. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, a person um, when, when going through a terrible experience might say, uh, and you can tell in a regression therapy because they will switch to the third person. They, when you ask them, you know, what is happening to you? They will say, well, she, she's just lying there and they have already dissociated from the experience, obviously, which is a way of protecting the integrity of the whole, you know, of the organism. So uh, the, there's always fragmentation in the moment of trauma. No, I can picture that, you know, like glass shattering, so to speak. Exactly. You know. So the interesting thing is that when, um, when we're dealing with uh, past life origin of trauma uh, manifesting in this life, that uh, this is difficult for many people to understand. Of course it would be, because how does that travel from one life to the next? That... Um, that, that this thing literally travels that the memories are retained and show up in the next life that's just very difficult for many people to get their head around you know but mm -hmm. it but it is like that mm -hmm. well then uh, going back then to the soul I, when we were discussing before which i found beautiful the divine spark you'd mm -hmm. like to uh, elaborate and also i think it's also beautiful the purpose of the soul you know, do, mm. do all souls have the same purpose? Well, ultimately, all souls have but one wish, which is to be reunited with souls, mm -hmm. uh, who they were created by. And um, so, so soul, when it is in its uh, non-incarnated state, when it is home in the spirit world, um, wishes to go up. But it needs to go down. It needs to go down to this 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 earthly school, which is a very um, the curriculum is not very learner friendly in a way. You know, it's a very harsh school, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, it's also a place which is very um, uh, many souls wish to come to because it's so much learning goes on. There's other places, you know, um, other places in the universe, other places where you can incarnate and go to where the learning is much slower, there's less free will, emotions are not as intense um, as here on earth. So this is a kind of place, a learning school where you can progress a lot in one lifetime. Mm, how interesting. But the soul wants to get, wants to get back to, um, to source. To source. So it, 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 but it needs to go through, um, emotions it needs to go through experiences and it ultimately it needs to understand what is real and what is not real so uh, it will uh, the beginning of its journey it will seek material things it will seek um, status and power and it needs to go through all of that and it needs to go through all the shades of honesty and doubt and mistrust and all that stuff 
and integrity and 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 walk around it from as many perspectives as it can from the perpetrator perspective the victim the accomplice Mm-hmm. the innocent bystander able to intervene but not doing it and the not so innocent bystander able to in- intervene and or, but all those different shades it needs to experience sometimes around one issue honesty and it will take many many lives to figure that figure that out and then on to the next thing that i need to learn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a diamond mm-hmm. being cut mm-hmm. and all the sides need to be perfect and needs need to be it's like a diamond the diamond self, the soul, mm-hmm. and it is cutting itself. Well, then, when the soul enters the uh, the womb, is it perfect? When we used the word perfection before, is it is it perfected? Well, we were, when we were talking before, we, we yeah. used the word uh, perfection for source, didn't we? For what used to be called. Um, God, I'm very careful with the term because it's been misused so much, but I, I prefer to say source, you know. Um, uh, perfection. Um, and we, we associated that with source. Um, you can, you can uh, raise question marks. You can ask questions about that, even, mm-hmm. you know, but, but we can go there if you want. But is, your, your question is, is soul perfect as it descends into the womb? Yes. Um, no, it's not. Okay. It's not. Otherwise, it would not uh, descend into the womb. It would uh, go home and stay home. Okay. And it would have been united with source. So right. the fact that well, it is in the womb means that it is there to uh, learn. That it is ready to for a new learning experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, um, is there such a thing as certain ingredients? I don't like to use that word ingredients that the soul has to learn on that human basis. Or that spiritual basis before it leaves to go to another uh, to another journey, because you mentioned love is you mentioned uh, honesty before. You know, are there certain qualities that the soul you know the soul needs to learn to navigate life? Well, ultimately, it needs to go through all of it. Okay. All of it. So it needs it needs to go through all those things I mentioned. Uh, and many, many, many more. All facets of human life um, need to be experienced, but ultimately it is about understanding what is real Mm -hmm. and what is unreal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the the only thing that is real is love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the only reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it needs to learn that. And what would be unreal? Anything else. Anything else. Everything else. Every, everything else is unreal. Uh, so, so if you think that your material existence is real, that's not real. It will not last. It will not last. Um, um, the soul is interested um, in, in finding out what is real, but it has, it's having a hard time with it. It thinks that the material existence is real and it thinks that status is real and power is real and being important and I'm this person or I'm that person or I'm an important evolutionary astrologer or uh, something I, I would deconstruct. I would just say I'm not that even. I'm, just, I'm a divine spark having a learning experience inside a human body. I'm not even Michael the Baker. I would deny it. 
Mm-hmm. That's I, very just, interesting. I, yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. It's right. not the case. It's just something that was that was conditioned, and that I, uh, when I was very young, uh, believed in until I found out that that is not even the case. Uh, that I'm soul. And it needs an it needs a name. It needs a label, you know, for you to you because you 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 in your introduction you said this is Michael Lebega. It's true to a certain extent, but the moment you start uh, living from the soul perspective, it becomes yeah. unreal. Right, it's I understand. Point. It's yeah. unreal. Right. It, well, it because you didn't choose the name to begin with. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like an alienated name to you. So, but yeah. the truth is, your soul. I am a soul. Maybe I am a soul. I am the soul of me. You know, I don't know how you want to word it. But. Yes, well, that's it, because there's not much wording needed. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, the, the moment you you uh, start living from the heart, which is what your show is all about. The moment you start living from the soul, things become very simple. Things get very complicated up here. Yes, yes. Ide- ideologies, and I don't agree with you, and I was, right. it's not important if you don't agree. Right. That's from a soul perspective. That right. If you don't agree, well, that's fine. Right. You know, well, that means that the ego, the soul has no ego. Well, that's funny that you say that, because, to, uh, because it is aware of itself as soul, Okay. So it, it has a self-image, even when in its in its non-incarnated state. When it when it's in the spirit world, yes, I do think it has an ego, but not in our sense. Okay. In the sense that a poor me, and it doesn't it 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 doesn't have that thing. You know, it doesn't it doesn't say, "Oh, just listen to my story. What happened to me?" This, um, but it has an awareness of itself, very much so. And, and an awareness of, of how close to God it is. Well, there's the word, I should say source, really. Um, how close to source it is and how much work um, still needs to be done, how much still needs to be learned in terms of what is real and what is unreal. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So it, this, this, the soul would not say, I own something, because that would be in no. contradiction of the essence of of the of of the soul or the source. Yes, it would be. No, I don't think soul would say that. It would perhaps say, "I am." Okay, I am. Okay. Yes, but not I own. Right. Got it. Interesting. Very interesting. No, it's a, it's a fascinating topic that which I've been le- trying to learn more and more about because it's so real, and I feel it's the director of our of the ship, so to speak, you know, the captain of the ship. Um, yes. Do you feel that as well, Michael, uh, the captain or the director or the producer? Yes, like the captain of the ship, the director, yes. Which is not to say that our lives are not important, our lives as people, person as egos, it, it is very important. And, and we feel as persons that we are on a journey, and we are, and we are learning very important lessons, but they will be handed over to soul. When it when when the body withers and dies, it is soul that will extract the lessons from that life lived and say, "Well, this was learned, and this was not learned." And on the basis of that, I plan a new life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I look for a womb again, mm-hmm. so that I can learn these lessons. Mm-hmm. And and um, and there's no judgment involved, you know. No, 
external judgment, the soul uh, judges itself, but not in our sense of judgment, like punishment, or I should have done this, or should have just says, well, this was done and this was not done. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I can't help but think of synchronicity with this, or messengers along the way. That, yeah. uh, do you feel that they can't uh, really direct? So because some, I mean, not everybody's going to be totally focused on their journey. But no. uh, do you feel that messengers or the synchronistic signs that we get help to um, navigate the soul? Yes, definitely. At certain moments in your life, certain people appear. They just cross your path sometimes very briefly, don't they? And they, yeah. and they remind you of something. And they, this was all planned also. And, and uh, in the spirit world, uh, the, you know, if you listen to the discussion, uh, um, it's just that, how will I know? How will I know that it is you? And it says, well, I will appear at that particular moment in your life. And you will know because this will happen. There's a certain sign and you feel it in your life, don't you? You say, this, this was an important person. He was, uh, they were in my life, perhaps, I don't know, one year and then they disappeared, but it was... Or, or, or for a much briefer period, just a few weeks, just to remind you, you know, stay on track or do this or yeah, definitely. A, little, a little nudge here or there. Then um, you can think of people like that in your in your own life, can't you? Definitely, no question about it. Yeah, and this was agreed upon. Sometimes they are from your own soul group. Okay. Um, which is a, a group of souls that you keep incarnating with, and you have certain lessons uh, to learn with. And sometimes it's from a neighboring soul group, you know? Mm-hmm, mm hmm Chance um, meetings. Mm hmm Very, very important. Mm hmm And what do you mean by neighboring soul group? I mean, we hear the word soul family, but what is a neighboring a soul group? Well, it might be... Um, uh, all of this is described, by the way, in, in uh, Michael Newton's books, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, the great... Um, Michael Newton, who uh, uh, did so much for life between lives therapy, and who who uh, followed the soul as it um, journeys through the spirit world and and uh, plans its next life and the, the learning going on there, and the places of learning, the libraries, the the the, sc the schools that soul goes to, and when and. and Part of that is is the concept of soul group. So the, the, you have a soul group. You have a, a group of, of souls that you keep coming down with, so to speak, to this earthly existence. And in one life, uh, who uh, the person who is now your brother might be your father in the next life or your daughter. Mm -hmm. And there are certain uh, contracts made, plans would be a better word perhaps than contracts because it sounds so formal. Um, and let's do this and, and let's learn this together and that is usually within your own soul group mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and there will be um, around that soul group there will be other soul groups and sometimes you need people from that right. to brief, briefly come into your life okay got it yes definitely yes and sometimes it can be broken I mean I know that maybe two people I knew a few years ago, they were part of the soul soul family, yeah. uh, and then it was cut because it needed to be cut. Maybe that yes. no more lessons. I don't know if that's the right word, but no more energy left to exchange. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
And this could be also the reason that sometimes we go in relationships, you know, they are meant to yeah. last a certain, a certain period of time because the learning is done or between these two people. And then uh, from the soul perspective, it says, well, it's time for another relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting to um, really to, to read these authors, isn't it? Like Michael Newton, who went into this so deeply and really mapped the whole uh, spirit life. And for example, and the name that comes to mind now is um, Robert Schwartz, who wrote, uh, wrote this beautiful book, Your Soul's Gift, um, which I think is his second book. I'm, uh, I've forgotten the title of the first one, but both of those books deal with the way we, we plan our lives in the spirit world and, and the, the, the meaning of certain things, certain circumstances like um, uh, an, an event like uh, losing your child you know, to an overdose or I remember from the book a case where, you know, and there's a, a conversation between the person um, through the use of mediums or a medium and the spirit world. Often the, the spirit guides are there Mm-hmm. And they shed light on those lessons. And why did I plan, or I should say, why did we, my son and I, plan this experience? What was there to learn mm-hmm. for him and for me? Mm-hmm. And that this was mutually agreed upon. Uh, I mean, that, from the human perspective, is sometimes very, very difficult to come to terms with even that idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the soul plans these things uh, out of love. You know, when these two souls plan this event, it is done so that they can mutually benefit from it. Even an experience as horrible as, as incest in this life mm-hmm. is often planned mm-hmm. between two souls. Mm-hmm. You need to learn uh, what your boundaries are or what integrity is. And I need to learn what, to love myself even more deeply, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think when, when we are, when we fully have realized a mission of life, I mean, that's a, certainly a form of love. Yeah. Right? You know, the passion. So that must elevate our love vibration more, I would think. Of course. This is the learning of getting closer and closer to what is ultimately right. the only reality. Right. Closer and closer and closer. It's just that it's many, many cycles before we get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, it is the, it is the, the learning of the real, which ultimately will um, have us um, reunite with the source, mm-hmm. which is ultimate love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Really beautiful. Um, I know we were talking about Anne Frank. And yeah. Yes. If you'd like to give us some, some insight. Well, this was a very interesting case. Um, yeah. in, my, in my first book, I wrote a, a book about intercepted signs. Now, that's just a technicality in astrology uh, that I wanted to look into. And then I stumbled upon... Um, Barbro Carlen, who was born in Sweden in 1954 and from a very young age um, claimed to be, um, well, which she said to her parents, you're not my parents, my name is Anna. 
and and um, and there were many things that were striking and uh, you know she couldn't she couldn't bring herself to eat beans which was of course was a staple diet for Anna Frank uh, she couldn't have a shower wow. she, could, she could not go anywhere near uh, men in uniforms uh, all, all sorts of things wow. um, which 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 are all chronicled in her book um, and the wolves howled. Um, because again, in this life, she was persecuted, and uh, and there was slander, and there was uh, uh, character assassination. Uh, all kinds of people in Sweden trying to uh, bring her to her knees and to annihilate her. Basically, um, it, it, the whole thing got reenacted, not in the same way, but it, it happened, and it's a fascinating read. And when I asked her for permission to look at her chart, I was uh, she was kind enough to grant me that. And then I started comparing her chart, her astrological chart, to that of Anna Frank. And it's it's fascinating to see because when you look at the chart of Barbara Carnen, the reincarnation of Anna Frank, you can literally see that there are certain um, planets in certain houses and signs that point to what happened to Anna Frank. Without getting into too much technical astrological detail, but I can say that, the, that, the, the, that there's a certain thing in a certain house because a chart is, div is divided up in certain segments like pies, you know. Mm -hmm. you know. Um, um, that it is in a certain house where, where it is literally, you can literally see a family in hiding and a trauma Amazing. that happens right. to a family in hiding and another placement in that chart which, which tells you what happened to that family in hiding. Literally, astrologically, it is placed in such a way as to indicate that it was taken to a place where large groups of people were murdered. That's how precise astrology can get. Wow, it's amazing. So my, my astrology is the astrology of the soul and to see how the soul evolves over a number of lifetimes. And that's why it was so interesting to look at these two consecutive lifetimes created by the same soul. And that's, in, that's fascinating. That's in, fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating because... because uh, uh, you can literally look through the lens of that second life as I did in this case, the life of Barbara Carlin, and then look back to the life of Anna Frank. And you can see certain lessons being learned because that's written in the chart as well. Certain unresolved issues which go from one lifetime to the next. That may, no, that's, that's unbelievable. So when you're working with a client or somebody um, in your practice, uh, Michael, yeah. Is your ultimate goal to, um, I don't like to use the word ultimate goal, is what one of your goals is for that person to um, really embrace uh, the divine love? No, not really. Okay. Because my ultimate goal would be to help them with what they are grappling with and with yeah. what hurts most. Yeah. But I know that their ultimate goal, their soul's ultimate goal, is that thing that you just said. Right. But that that would be of too little avail of them when they're in pain. I, I can so I, that would be even 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 to 
So I can't say to a person who's in deep pain, your ultimate goal is to learn what love is. I understand. I'm not, I'm not yeah. taking them seriously. I'm not listening right. to, their, to their suffering and their pain. You have to unravel everything first. Huh? Yes. But having said that, when, we, when I work with a person, uh, very often, of course, the, the soul perspective, when it, when I, when it is brought in, um, does give the person that bigger perspective that, that, that the suffering is there for a purpose. But I can't say that explicitly. I'm not helping them when I say to a person who's in deep pain, well, you know, there are no wrong exits in life. Everything's a lesson. Who a person who is experiencing just how obliterative grief can be. Mm-hmm. There's no point in saying to a person like that, well, life happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. Right, right. I can't say that to a girl. Right. I need, I need to be with that person mm-hmm. very, very deeply mm-hmm. and compassionately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and th- then we work through this and then... Uh, of course, as an astrologer, you know, in the back of my head, there's always this this map I have of where the soul wants to evolve towards, where it seeks to um, grow. And I, as I listen to the person and am with a person, that is always there. But it doesn't mean that I need to say, look, this is where your soul wants to go, so you should do this or that. That, that would be very counterproductive therapeutically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, you have a certain human qualities with that person. It's certainly, as you mentioned, compassion, listening, patience. Yes. yes. To walk them yes. through the process. Yes. Yes. And respect. And, and respect, and, and and of course, there is of there is in this person, um, as as there is in any person. There is a light. There is a wish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, be, to be whole and and for wholesomeness and for for growth and even so there is there mm-hmm. is uh, a certain moment where where we get to that potential. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's of, beautiful. Of yeah. of what what is possible, mm-hmm. and what what your biggest dream is, and what your biggest potential would be, in spite of all these circumstances and all these all these things ah. that have happened to you. So you do need to you do need to get to that point where that potential is tapped, mm-hmm. and where you where the person where there's a spark of hope and light. Mm-hmm. You're not just there to, to mm-hmm. listen compassionately. The, uh, something needs to happen therapeutically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a rainbow beyond the clouds, so to speak. Yes, it's 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 about healing of the pain, ultimately. Right, right, right. No, that's not easy, but um, I'm sure you know how to do that. That's uh, it's well, and, that um, must be a very heavy duty. I don't know if that's the word, but well, to heal you have to have compassion. Otherwise, you can't do it. Yes, obviously, yes. But I cannot heal the person. I cannot heal them. Right, right. Only they can do that. But 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 um, the 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 meeting of two souls where there is um, this kind of uh, attention and compassion and uh, can bring the person to that point where they can they can start that journey they can start their own healing. No, oh, that's and, 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 and the soul perspective is very important. You know, it, it does come into it, but but it's not um, by ah. definition made explicit. 
-hmm. it's, it's of little use to you. And I say, well, your soul wants to go here and that's why you should do this. And if you don't do that, then you miss your whole soul mission. And then mm -hmm. that would be a, a really stupid thing to say to a person. Mm -hmm. Well, like you're healing the soul. I think the soul can only heal itself. Okay. Well, you, maybe you're directing I, it. I'm, I'm, di I'm directing the purpose, the person. Director. Yeah. The person, not the soul. I can't direct yeah. the soul. Right. It's, it's in charge of its own story. Right. Uh, it is the, the director of the ship, as you said before. Fair and fast. It, 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 is, it is the one. Uh, but, but the person, I, I'm not even directing the person. I'm helping them. I'm assisting them. But I am trying to gently get to that, to that point where there is hope, where there is a possibility, where there is a way out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's beautiful. And to, to realize their fullest potential. Right. And, and that is the work. Mm-hmm. No, that's beautiful. That's great. But the soul perspective is always there, of course, because that... Mm -hmm. and, and the interesting thing of the two disciplines is, of course, that we haven't touched upon that, that, that um, uh, for many, many years, the, the work I did with uh, clients in regression therapy, um, I always had the chart there, you know, the astrological chart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I, um, I started uh, seeing certain patterns in terms of trauma, trauma indicators mm -hmm. in the chart. So the things that I was listening and sometimes just witnessing because regression therapy is you're sitting next to a person, they're like, you know, they're on a mat right. and, 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 it, and it gets very, sometimes very physical, you know, people suffer well, suffer, they go through memories that were painful. Mm -hmm. And they go through a past life death, which is such an important moment to go through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so the stories that I hear are corroborated in, in, through certain astrological placements, mm -hmm. and especially the ones that have to do with past life trauma. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that is there, the information is there. Mm -hmm. And that is why it's such an interesting field, you know, to combine right. the two disciplines. Definitely, sure. Well, you're like a detective. <laughs> In a way, yeah, I don't feel that way. Sold it, um, That's... Uh, I, was just I, would just, I was just thinking now, yeah. sorry to interrupt you, um, that in a way regression therapy mm -hmm. is not even going back at all. Okay. And it's just you know that was what we started out with. Right, when right. We talked about yeah. uh, what is regression therapy, because if the let's say the residue or the the, the 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 memories of that past life trauma are still there in the next person mm -hmm. in the next mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. then in a way you could say that it's never been away. Oh right. Okay, I understand. Yes. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to find it. Well, right. It wouldn't be there. Right. And often it's just beneath the surface. It's very easy to go into a past life. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. easy. You don't need hypnosis. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think many people still use hypnosis anymore in, in past life regression. Mm -hmm. um, it's not needed at all. It's very easy through uh, an emotion and, and uh, um, um, a bodily sensation or just words mm -hmm. and bringing those together to get mm -hmm. into a past life. Mm -hmm. Wow! But if if the person is still having symptoms that have right. to do with that original trauma which was incurred in a past life, yeah. then in a way you could say you're not going back at all. 
Right, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, that, that right. makes it's, a lot of sense. It's been there all the time, even right. through, through three, four, right. five lives it's been there. Been sitting there, yes. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting, very interesting. And that is the really interesting thing to understand how that trauma travels from one lifetime to the yeah, next. Yeah, no, that's fascinating, fascinating. And I think for that, to understand that, you would need to read uh, a book by the, the great Roger Woolger, um, the great uh, regression therapist, pioneer in that field, who wrote a, a marvelous book called um, um, Other Lives, Other Selves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he explains that there, you know, how, how trauma uh, travels from one lifetime to the next. No, no, it's fast. Well, unfortunately, we only have a couple of minutes left. What yeah. great insight from Michael DeBaker would you like to tell us? What other great insight? You've given us such wisdom on this and such things to think about, for sure. Any closing statement, Mr. Michael DeBaker? That he doesn't exist. Ah, that I he, love it. <laughs> that, it that, that it is a construct <laughs> that I was made to believe in. Okay. By my parents, my educators, right? My 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 the people that I went to school with, the, the right. diploma, the diplomas that had all that tacit right. agreement that this is who this person is, and it should all have said, <laughs> this is a soul having a learning experience in a human body. I love it. <laughs> and we call it M, or we call it, but it's not who I am. Exactly. That's great. I love it. It's, it's just, it's, perhaps it's time to just deconstruct it uh, and, uh, and, yes. live, and live from the heart and live from the soul. And life gets that. so much easier that way. I love, thank you so much. I love that, Mike. My, great. my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, don't mention it. Anytime. We'll see you again. I hope so. Thank Definitely. You. And this is uh, the show is The Matter of the Heart. And I've been your host, and I don't even know what to say. If it's, it's not Carol. <laughs> I, what the heck? I don't there know why. There you go. And my soul, and the host is my soul. And uh, thank you always for listening. Catch us and catch Michael DeBaker's. Uh, he has a few shows on our website, thematteroftheheart.com. And um, I just realized that maybe I shouldn't even say that's your name, but I don't know whose name who. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're going to close the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. It was great, great wisdom from really the real professional, uh, Michael DeBake. Thank you, Michael. My pleasure. Thank you, Carol.